millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is... This too shall pass Princes of the Blood, or Prince du Sang. Welcome to another short episode. You may hear me say throughout this series, Prince of the Blood, or Prince du Sang, and have no idea what that means. If you're a native English speaker and not interested in French history, well, actually this might not be the podcast for you, but if you're now interested in French history... This is probably a phrase that you rarely are exposed to, but it's one that I think is fascinating. In England, for example, the only people who can be called prince or princess even are those who are the son or daughter of the reigning monarch or previous reigning monarch and the male line grandchildren of those people. A special letters patent was issued to bestow the title of prince or princess on the great-grandchild of the monarch, regardless of gender, prior to the birth of Prince George. This would be because if George was a girl, he wouldn't have had that title at birth. Currently, the two children of Charles III, his five grandchildren, his younger brothers, his sister, and his brother's children would all be eligible to be a prince or princess. Only his sons, Grandchildren, siblings, and one of his brother's children use these titles. This also means these men take precedence over all others, regardless of title. In France, though, it's a different story. Simply put, a prince du sang is any legitimate descendant of a king. During Capetian rule, there wasn't an idea that those who were descended from the king were special. There was no rank attached to them being related to the last monarch. This means that dukes could often outrank princes. Once the Valois line began its rule, things kind of changed. Remember, this line firmly established that those closest to the king were his male line descendants or brothers and their descendants, and they were important because they were the only people who could rule. With this, they had precedence over all others, other than, of course, the king and his immediate family. Now, this was, of course, a bit of a back-ranking issue. Suddenly, those who hadn't been princes before could be princes now, in theory. As far as I can tell, precedence was based on proximity of blood, so a rather distant male line descendant of an earlier Capetian king would still outrank a duke, but wouldn't outrank a Valois male line descendant. This is also important for our series. Because the Valois firmly ingrained Salic law, they needed to know who could possibly rule. 
This means that in 1328, someone needed to compile a good genealogy. Thankfully, this was easier than you'd think. It, it worked out fine. Now, while this comes up in our series, and it would have been used at the time, it wasn't like someone was going to go tap James I of Bourbon on the shoulder and let him know that he was now a prince of the blood. In case you're curious, he was a junior male line bourbon at the time of Philip the Fortunate, Philip VI's ascension. He also happens to be the four times great-grandfather of Antoine de Bourbon. Trust me, he would have known, but he wasn't running around wielding it. What would have happened is that he would have been eligible to sit on the royal council and would have sat with the other princes of the blood at the estates general. He would have been the lowest ranked of all of these. If you're up on the English royal family, this means that the sons of the Dukes of Gloucester and Kent, their oldest sons, who use the courtesy titles Earl of Ulster and of St. Andrew, respectively, would be Prince Alexander and Prince George. They are not, because the prince title stops with the male line grandsons of the sovereign. In France, though, the male line descendants of any king are a prince. In the time period of our subjects, say, during Charles of Orléans' lifetime, the princes of the blood who mattered were Charles IV's younger sons, Orléans himself, Barry Anjou, and Burgundy, and then Orléans' brothers, followed by the sons of Barry Anjou and Burgundy. The next would be the Alençon contingent. After that, it would be those descended from earlier Capetian kings. While it was important to remember who these people were for the French crown, it didn't become vital for the descendants of earlier Capetian kings to become involved until the reign of Henri II in 1547. Now, this reign is deeply complicated due to religious strife, and one of his sons, Henri III, even sets things up so that princes of the blood always outrank dukes, and he does this to control a very specific ducal family that I'll get to. Those who have a good memory may know why. At this point, the only princes of the blood outside of the direct royal family were the Bourbons, male line descendants of Louis IX. Despite being distantly related to the royal family, they became active in royal politics because they were next in line, and all due to someone turning property law into royal inheritance law generations earlier. I honestly find this completely fascinating. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week with a new episode. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.